Hey, my name is Lexi. I am a multi-talented artist and music producer based in Atlanta, Georgia. If you're wanting to write, record, and develop your music and sound, come book with me by following me on social media at LexiATL, emailing me at LexiSolo at gmail.com, texting me at 404-692-1299, or going to my website at www.lexiatl.com. Right now, you're tuned into my podcast, Lex Chat, a show dedicated to music and entertainment, where we talk about the industry and the business, and we help each other to become better artists. You can catch these chats live on Instagram at LexiATL to be part of the conversation, or catch the replays on Mondays at 8 a.m. on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Wherever you're watching or listening, please like, subscribe, follow, and engage with the content by leaving comments and reviews. If you'd like to go the extra mile in supporting me, then please consider becoming a patron of mine at patreon.com slash LexiATL, where you can make a monthly pledge. Every little bit of support truly does help me to be able to create more valuable content for you. So what are we talking about on LexChat? This week on Lex Chat, let's chat about rebranding. I'm not going to get into the technical terms and strategies of rebranding, but this chat will be more so about changing your mind about how you want to present yourself and how you view others. I want to use the main examples of Chloe Bailey, Megan Thee Stallion, and Black China because each of these ladies have changed their looks or their brands for better or worse. And the main theme of rebranding that I want to get into is how it's okay to change. It is okay to like something today and not tomorrow. And it's okay to not like an artist today, but like them tomorrow. These opinions are tied to how an artist presents themselves. So if this is a conversation you would be interested in chatting more about, stay tuned. I'm releasing a new album and the release is set for July 2023. To get some buzz about it, I'll be previewing pieces of the songs on my Lex chat through the release of the album. Here is a preview from one of the songs in consideration called Who You Love. Let me know what you think. Alrighty, that's my song, Who You Love. It's a heartbreak song, but it also feels good. That makes sense. <laughs> but let's get into, what are we getting into? Before we kick off the show, let's give a shout out to the sponsors. Shout out to my patrons, Mr. Flat Shoals and Alton Thomas. Thank you guys so much for supporting me in a way that I can feel. If you are listening, tuning, watching in, and you would like to become a patron and you'd like to support me, get early access to content and shout outs on LexChat, as well as be automatically entered into giveaways, you can do so by going to www.patreon.com slash LexiATL. That's L-E-X-C-A-T-L. If you would like to become a sponsor of LexChat and advertise your services or products, you can contact me through Instagram at LexiATL, that's L-E-X-C-A-T-L. Send me an email at LexiSolo at gmail.com, L-E-X-C-S-O-L-O at gmail.com, or send me a text to 404-692-1299. Thank you so much to all of my sponsors. 
now let's get into the announcements y'all heard a snippet of my song who you love playing just now and for those of you who are subscribed to my email list you have been getting weekly updates weekly press articles on the stories behind the songs you know the inspirations the vocal styles which artists inspired certain sounds and vocal styles and vocal writings or uh, writing styles for the songs. so yeah the uh, album rollout is in full effect we're in phase one right now which is like the written portion of the promo and so like i mentioned i've been doing the weekly press articles for those of you who are subscribed to my email list, it's a weekly newsletter right now. And on that weekly newsletter, I tell you about the song and I give you a link to where you can hear a snippet of it. So if you're not tuning in to Lex Chat, then you can also tune into my YouTube channel. And once a week, you will be able to see which snippets are posted so you can get a little preview, a little sneak peek into what I'm doing. So next up, I'm gonna be sending out to different blogs and seeing what kind of online press I can get, researching different podcasts to see which podcasts I could be um, a, co- a co-host or a guest on and get that part of the promo going. And yeah, next phase will be like social media teasers, maybe even video teasers. We'll see what's gonna happen, but That's been the first phase of the album announcement. The album is set to release in July, 2023, okay? And with that being said, I want to announce a giveaway opportunity, all right? So you have to be following me on Instagram to take advantage of this, right? Starting Monday, if you're listening to this live, starting tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the replay, starting today. So starting Monday, April 10th and going through the first week of May. Each day, Monday through Friday, I will be asking trivia questions about my upcoming album on my Instagram stories, okay? The first person to send me the correct answer will win $5 for the day. That means if you are the first person to answer correctly, you could win $25 each week, okay? That means you could win up to $100 over the next month and I'm sure we could all use a little extra cash, all right? Here's how you play. You gotta stay tuned in to my Instagram page, my Instagram stories, at LexiATL. That's at L-E-X-C-A-T-L. The answers for every question can be found on my Instagram page at LexiATL. You can find the answers on my website at www.lexiatl.com and or in those weekly email newsletters, which you can sign up for through my website. I've put out press articles about the songs from the album. You read the articles to find the answers, okay? If you are the first person to answer my question correctly, I will send you prize money through Cash App. So good luck to you all, and I hope you can have fun and win money, all right? Go to Instagram and stay tuned to my stories Monday through Friday, Be the first person to give me the correct answer and you will win the cash prize for the day. Alrighty. I may even extend it um, to longer than a month, but I'll just see how my budget is looking when May rolls around and I might keep it going. But I think, you know, this is a cute way for people to get involved in the album rollout. Y'all can 
understand that an album is about to come out, but also be kind of invested into it because you'll be winning money to learn about it and read about it. And I promise all the answers you can find on my Instagram page or my website or in those weekly newsletters. Alrighty. So that's really exciting. That's really exciting. Next up, uh, Lexi merchandise is available through my website at www.lexiatl.com. Alrighty. Uh, Woody Boys Film says, would you podcast co-host outside of Atlanta? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, depending on where it is and when it is, I will most definitely travel to do a podcast outside of Atlanta. Give me a reason to get out the city because I'm kind of kind of over it. <laughs> nah, nah, I love Atlanta. Atlanta's been good to me. Uh, so yeah, merchandise is on my website. I have the hashtag winter sun visors. It's getting bright outside right now. Spring and winter been tussling a little bit, but the sun has been shining bright every day. If you need a little sun visor that also has an affirmation to remind yourself how much of a winner you are, then I have those available on my website. I also have the Lexi lighter the burn lighters with a built-in bottle opener. So if you smoke in and if you drink in, Lexi got you covered. And I have the hashtag winner, hashtag keeper wristbands. They're like little affirmation wristbands. I have them in every color of the rainbow. Think Roy G. Biv, also black and white. And it's like a little affirmation. You look down at it and you remind yourself, I'm a winner, I'm a keeper, you know? And lastly, I do have Lexi posters, my cute artistic pink ones, as well as the red sexy Lexi ones. You can find all of this merchandise at www.lexiatl, okay? And the last announcement I have for y'all, I will be participating in the Down and Dirty Artist Showcase, which is Wednesday, May 10th at 8 p.m., from 8 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. The address is 901 Donald Lee Hollowell in Atlanta, Georgia. The zip code is 30318. I have ticket information available on my website. Just please, when you go to buy the tickets, make sure that you choose the one with Lexi's name next to it. And that is how you will you will help me to secure my spot on the show. Alrighty. So yeah, that is it for my announcements now, I want to get into the hot take for today. Let me just set myself up here. Boom. And we got the hot take music playing. Alrighty. So today's hot take is if you want to record yourself doing nice things for people, then go ahead and record yourself doing nice things for people. Let's start the timer for five minutes and see if I can actually stick to it today. So the reason why this is a hot take and the inspiration behind this hot take is because I was having a conversation with someone and around the time 6ix9ine had just got jumped at an LA fitness and a video popped up of him going around some community and giving people money, but it was being videotaped. And the person, my friend was like, you know, I don't know if it's real or not because he's videotaping the whole thing. He could just be doing it for clout. And you know, that could be the case, but also I don't really care because he's doing something nice for other people. And I'm not the biggest 6ix9ine fan. I don't listen to him. I can appreciate his energy on the songs that he has put out, but his music is just not for me. You know, that drill, 
murder kill music is not for me. Um, however, however, if he wants to record himself giving out hundred dollar bills to every person he sees in a community and you know, he's got a videotaped and he wants to post it online, let him do it. My reasoning for this is because we don't know who's giving and we don't know who's doing what because we don't see like there's this misconception that you have to be humble about everything that you do and this is something that I'm trying to break myself out of as well right because I would consider myself a humble person I think it mainly stems from my childhood especially growing up as a black child we're often told that children are to be seen and not heard and be quiet and don't be too loud and don't do too much to take up too much attention basically, right? Or at least that's how my upbringing was. Um, Children are more to be seen and not heard, like I said. And so that's manifested for me in my adult years, not wanting to draw too much attention to myself. And it's caused me to shrink in a lot of ways. And it's caused me to not go after certain opportunities or to not follow up with people as much as I should because I'm trying not to flex too hard. And then now nowadays people get called clout chasers or they be, you know people tell you that you're doing anything for clout when really it's not a flex if it's facts. It's not a flex if it's facts. If it's facts, it's facts. You know, how are facts gonna be considered clout? If you've done great things and you got the resume, it's not bragging, it's history. It's written, it's documented. And how all of this relates to, you know, recording yourself doing nice things for people, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing because at least the deed is being done. And that's the main thing that I get from it, right? Now, you could have people talking crap about how you're filming yourself doing nice things but the person who's talking crap about it right did they give money to somebody did they volunteer at a charity did they deliver meals to the elderly who are signed up for medicare programs you know what i'm saying like did they put the time in did they put any resources or money into something i don't know we'll never know because you didn't document it and not to say that you have to document what you're doing it's just don't down other people who want to document and record because even if it is like a self-serving kind of look at how great I am sort of thing, as long as somebody benefited from what they were doing in real life and it wasn't just for show, because that's, that's where the issue would be, right? If it was only done for the theatrics of it and the good deed was not actually done or the things that were supposed to benefit somebody else, it was all for show. That's when it's actually a problem. But I don't mind somebody recording the process. Woldy Boy's film says, as long as the person got the right intentions behind helping somebody on cam or not, I salute it for show. And I agree with you. We are in agreement on that. I don't care if you record it because at least you're doing something good for somebody. Now, don't ever do things just for the camera it's nice that you want to you know document things but don't ever get it twisted and just be doing things because a camera is there 
I would caution people to make sure that you're doing things because you want to do them and not just because you're trying to look good. Let it be stuff that you're really into. But if it is, if it just so happens to be for clout or it just so happens to get brownie coins, brownie points and cool points with people, you know, it is what it is. But don't renege on whatever you gave. Don't renege on the time. Don't renege on any resources or money that you promise people just because it looked good to say on camera. You really gotta be about it off the camera as much as you are on the camera. And that's where people gotta make sure you don't get it twisted. So that is my hot take. And we are going to roll over into the main topic for today. And the topic for Lex Chat is rebranding. Using the examples of Chloe Bailey, Megan Thee Stallion, and Black China. These ladies have changed their branding, their imagery in some way, whether for better or worse. And I just want to talk about how I've been observing them and how their rebranding has changed my mind about who they are as people or entertainers. So if that's something that you are interested in and that's a conversation you want to be locked in on, then please make sure you stay tuned. Let's get into this Lex Chat topic. So, by the introduction, we are going to get into rebranding. And really, for me, the main theme for me is how it's okay to change your mind about something or someone. And this topic was inspired by myself (laughs) because I was thinking to myself, you know. There's a few people who I never chose to follow because I don't like, you know, how they are, what they stand for. Sometimes I don't like what they look like, you know, if they're dressing a certain way. But I've been finding myself having more of an open mind lately, which I'm really proud about. And I've been thinking like, you know, it's okay if I used to not like something, but now I do like it. Like who is really checking me like, oh, you you fake for doing da 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 da. I think we need to stop playing into that kind of, uh, playing into that kind of mindset. Like just because you didn't like something before, you can't like it. Or just because you liked something before, you can't change your mind and decide to not like it anymore, you know? I really hate the mindset that once we get on something, we have to stay to it because things are always changing. If we're not willing to change, then it's going to put us in a bad position to never be able to grow and evolve. So I think it's a great thing when your mind changes because it's a sign that you've been thinking, you've been challenging, you've been growing, you've been healing. That's what happens when you change your mind something has gone on in your life now to make this more of a music related type of conversation right the things that inspired me on this topic the people who inspired me on this topic three women in particular 
Chloe Bailey, Black China, and Megan the Stallion. Each of these ladies have inspired me in some way just from me watching their journeys and watching how they've been handling things. And as an artist myself, as a female artist myself, I'm very interested to see what happens and how does the public respond and react to these female artists and these female influencers doing certain things. I'm always like studying what's going on, right? Because I need to know how am I going to need to handle myself if I go through something similar to what these ladies have gone through? So the first person I want to get into is Chloe Bailey. Now, for me personally, I am not the huge, I'm not the biggest fan of Chloe and Hallie. Um, I, what I know about them is like very minimal, right? So I found out about them because of who they signed to. They signed to Beyonce's management under Parkwood Entertainment and they're signed to Columbia Records, which is, that's who Beyonce is under, right? And I was introduced to them because Beyonce so heavily endorses them. And when I first saw Chloe and Hallie, um, I didn't love their stuff. I never really gave it a, a chance. And I saw them, you know, they were playing like the singing videos, them playing their piano and singing along um, on YouTube or whatever and doing different piano and acoustic covers to popular songs. And that's how I think a lot of us were introduced to them. But after seeing those videos, right, it clicked for me like, oh, snap. I'm pretty sure Chloe is the one that was in the Tyler Perry movie, Meet the Browns with Angela Bassett and Rick Fox and a few other people. They've been doing this, apparently. They've been <laughs> they've been doing this for a while, apparently. But it, it finally clicked for me when I saw that Beyonce um, endorsed them and signed them to a $1 million deal, which sounds amazing to someone like me. They're living my dreams. And um, I actually think because she is signed under Beyonce, it caused me to be a little bit of a hater because it's like, dang, now I'll never be able to be Beyonce's protege. You know what I mean? (laughs) Or I'll never be able to be Beyonce's understudy. I was mad at Blue Ivy when Blue Ivy was born because I'm like, damn, she got kids now. Of course, that's going to be her successor. Of course, those kids are going to be her protege. You know what I'm saying? So I was hating on Blue Ivy a little bit for that. And I was definitely hating on Chloe and Hallie because it's like, man, how did they catch Beyonce's attention? And it's because of their imagery and it's because of how they were presented. You know, these two young black girls who are super talented, they both play instruments and they both sing. They have great vocal control and vocal agility and they've got, they've got locks, right? not the typical imagery that we've been seeing in the mainstream and Beyonce's artistic self. She obviously gravitated towards that. Um, when I understood how long they've been in entertainment, it makes sense why they caught Beyonce's attention. So, you know, that's why. So we ain't going to hate on that part anymore, but they're just, you know, the imagery that was presented and, you know, from the videos that we saw, we then saw the project that they released, Ungodly Hour, which I did listen to one time. 
Um, I liked it. I really liked it. It was exciting. And then they came out with their single, Do It. And it made me feel the same way I be feeling and reacting about um, like 90s music and early 2000s music. I loved music during those times. And I thought music was the best back then. I don't know what the hell we got going on these days of music, but I loved their look. I loved their sound. And based off of Ungodly Hour, I was really excited about where this was about to go. Um, and they just seemed so well-spoken and talented. Both producers, both write their own stuff, do their own harmonies and vocals. They can both sing and dance and they perform and they're beautiful and they have this look that is now being accepted because of who endorses them you know what I mean and they just present as just young classy women right with a unique sound so to get to Chloe Bailey right while I was hating on her a little bit she decides to do a solo project now for me I didn't like this because it's like, dang, we haven't even gotten an opportunity to really know Chloe and Hallie and Chloe's already going solo. Like we just started seeing Chloe and Hallie get some mainstream success. So this feels really soon for Chloe to be going solo. And I just started to get to know y'all as this one, as one way, but now Chloe Bailey is coming out and she's doing all kinds of things that's making me look at her a different way. So Hallie was doing, you know, the Little Mermaid movie. So maybe that took all of her time. Understandable. I still don't understand why Chloe felt the need to go solo. Maybe because her sister was going into the acting. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know these people. I'm just speculating from the outside looking in. But Hallie's doing the movie. Chloe's going solo. And the music that she's releasing is not what her and sis were doing. You know, what her and her sister were doing, it gives me very much like more so along the lines of like Neo soul, um, some elements of weirdness, the way that like Erica Badu would be giving us or um, Q-Tip, Most Deaf, De La Soul, you know, and then crazy harmonies. But then Chloe comes, comes out as going solo and it's like very sexual Suddenly she is, you know, doing more sexy movements and showing her body off more. And the reason why she comes off as cringy to so many people is because you didn't come in having to do all that. So why do you feel like you have to do all that coming in for mainstream? I know for myself too, I was like excited, like I said, excited for her and her sister being who they are, young black girls and looking the way that they do. But then Chloe Bailey started getting a little too sexual and you know she's entitled to that I don't want nobody I don't want nobody to take anything wrong but these are my opinions but it didn't make sense to me like why are you doing all of this typical artist stuff when you are not the typical artist like girl you have an endorsement from Beyonce you are signed under Beyonce okay that enough is a huge advantage and you have the talent You sing, you write, you dance, you produce, you play multiple instruments, you're beautiful, you speak well. Why are you doing this basic-ish like all of these other mainstream artists? 
that was my gripe with Chloe Bailey. And I was starting to get really turned off by her because of the type of music she was putting out. Now, Have Mercy, I actually do like that song. It's not what I was expecting from her, but I do actually like that song. But then um, Treat Me came out and it was like super sexual, showing off her body more. Um, And honestly, I think it's mainly, it's not even her music or her music videos. It's mainly the stuff she was doing online, I think. And like I said, I I don't follow her, but I see stuff here and there and I follow certain gossip pages that talk about her and, you know, talk about what she's doing. And if everybody else was feeling like it was cringy, I was also feeling like it was cringy because it's just like, girl, why are you trying so hard? You don't have to do these other girlies do not have a 10th of your talent. So why do you feel like you have to go the route of being overly sexual? So Wody Boy's film says she took the Beyonce style. I would kind of agree with you on that, but even Beyonce wasn't that overly sexual. Like she was extra in her movements and her singing style, but I don't feel like Beyonce was overly sexual. It was sexy, but it was still classy, in my opinion. In my opinion. Let me know if I'm wrong. It was sexy, but it was classy. Chloe Bailey being online and licking on lollipops and doing these dances in her bedroom comes off as cringy to people. But, you know, other pages that I've watched, I agree with this with this notion as well, right? Like, we have to also understand that she's a young woman coming into her own and give her a little grace when it comes to that, right? Let her grow into her womanhood. And honestly, it seems like they were a little sheltered or they grew up very religious. I don't know. They just seem more innocent, you know? I think for me, um, same thing happened with Rihanna for me. I liked Rihanna one way, And then the Chris Brown situation happened and that situation was used to change her brand and to change her style and to change her look. And I stopped being a Rihanna fan for a while because I was like, dang, why did this terrible situation have to happen for you to change your image? Like, why couldn't you just evolve into this? Why did it take this situation for you to be the good girl who's gone bad? I guess they capitalized off of what happened so that she could change her her image. But um, me personally, I didn't like that back then. So I stopped listening to Rihanna for a while. And it wasn't until she came back to her song, Rude Boy, when I was like, ah, this is the Rihanna that I know and love. This is the Rihanna whose music I was like, because it's like, girl, you're from Barbados. You got the Caribbean style. Why are you getting too American? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're getting too American for me. At least ease me into it. And that was my grief with Rihanna. So it wasn't until Rude Boy came out when I was like, oh. And then Man Down came out. Man Down first, I think. Man Down came out and then Rude Boy. And I was like, oh, she's getting back to that style that I love. Let me get back into Rihanna. So now, same situation with Chloe Bailey, right? I can't believe I forgot to put Rihanna's name in there. But same situation with Chloe Bailey. I wordplay says, I think she's tired of everyone telling her how to be. Yeah. I just want her to remember that she got way more talent than what's been coming out lately. She is the best 
you know what I'm saying? Like she is the best. So I always say of the newer artists that have been coming out, the only one who I see as a superstar and having that traditional superstar status, in my opinion, is Doja Cat. Now with Chloe Bailey coming out and I see how talented she is and what she can do and the voice she has and who is backing her, she is on route. She is in route to becoming a superstar as well. So, you know, um, a lot of things were cringy with me from Chloe Bailey because her stuff did seem forced. Um, I don't think anybody was telling her how to be. It's just, why does she feel like she had to be overly sexual when she's already so talented? Like she, that's the main point most people have when it comes to her. She does not have to be overly sexual because she's actually talented. People who don't really got talent like that, they have to do all these little gimmicks and stuff to get attention and to get on and stay on. But she doesn't have to do that. She's already beautiful. She already got body, but that's not all she is. Most of these other talents, that's all they got. They got some kind of connection and they probably slept with somebody to get there. But Chloe Bailey, she sings, she writes, she's an actress, she dances, she produces, she engineers. She is producing for other people. She doesn't have to do the common ratchet stuff that we've been seeing from these other artists. That's the main point. So for me, right, the new album comes out and I've been hating on Chloe Bailey because she signed to Beyonce and she's living my dream. And I'm being critical of her too, because like I said, she is super talented. Why is she doing these basic ass things when she has so much talent? But the new album comes out. Um, I listened to a little bit of it. Honestly, nothing's really like stuck out to me. And that seems to be the common consensus among people. Uh, people call it underwhelming or like unremarkable, which yeah, that's cool. But it is a lot better than the stuff that's been coming out. I'll tell you that. I don't personally like connect with it right now, but in my opinion, it's a great first official album release. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's not, I'm probably not going to replay it for real, for real, because, and this is no shade. It's just as a music artist, I don't care to listen to other people's music and obsess to uh, obsess over other people's music because I'm currently obsessing over my own, you know? So I heard the album. I think for this to be a first debut album, it's great. It leaves room for improvement. It's not crazy amazing, but that's okay because it's the first one. And like I said, she's actually very talented. And once I got out of my little feelings or whatever, hating on her because, you know, she's signed to Beyonce. <laughs> I can honestly say that Chloe Bailey is in a good space. And it's not cringy anymore for me since the album released. It's not cringy for me anymore um, because she's been putting out great stuff. Honestly, I don't really rock with Chris Brown like that. But How Do You Feel is the most solid song on that album. I think I've listened to whatever song is after that or maybe two songs after that. That's as far as I've gotten in that album. That one is the most solid and the most R&B song I've heard on the album so far. It's good. I don't care for Chris Brown being on there, but you can't deny that it's a good song, you know? So um, yeah, because of this release of her album, I can call myself a Chloe, I'll call myself a Chloe Bailey fan 
And she, like I said, she's talented. She's Beyonce's artist. I'm going to listen and I'm going to support. And I am entitled to change my mind based off of what I've been seeing from her, you know? So it started off me not really knowing who she was, caring who she was. The sexual antics were turning me off. But also knowing and seeing how hard she works and knowing the different talents that she does have and then hearing the first release and, you know, it's it's good. It's a good start. It's okay for me to be like, you know what? Let's give this girl a chance. And I think everybody else should too. People are being hard on her, but it's going to come with the territory. It's only going to get worse. We're in a different time from when Beyonce was coming up. Um, people got a lot of opinions online. If you choose to, if you choose to acknowledge that those negative opinions exist, you know, she can choose to look at the, at the comments or not, but, um, yeah. So just a reminder, y'all, it's okay. If you started out not liking somebody, but then they've shown you things over time that makes you like them. And now you want to support them. So Chloe Bailey is my example on that. <clears throat> the next example, excuse me, that I want to give y'all is with Black China. Okay. So I don't know if y'all heard recently, but Black China has been undergoing a transformation and a makeover. Chow MC says, happy Easter. Happy. Oh my God. It is Easter. Happy Easter. I don't celebrate, but happy Easter. Hope y'all get some good food, do some egg hunts, you know? Happy Easter to y'all. So Black China is another example, right? Um, I don't really know much about her either. I just know what I've seen about her in the media over the years, okay? So from my understanding, she started getting her come up when she became the baby mama to the rapper Tyga and had a baby by him and... I think she was friends with the Kardashians or she was trying to get in with the Kardashians or something. I don't remember. No, 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 no. Tyga left her for underage Kylie Jenner, allegedly. Um, yeah. Some people would say she was getting revenge on the Kardashians by getting with Rob Kardashian and having a baby with him. And that's how she was trying to get into the family. But from what I saw, Ratchet, you know, face fillers, lip fillers, fake body, you know, breast implants, BBL or fake butt, you know, uh, it says that she got silicone shots in her butt, but, um, you know, I was seeing her in futures music videos, Nicki Minaj music videos. She was the it girl, the video vixen. She, I believe came from being a stripper and got into the video vixen stuff, had a baby by the rapper Tyga, like I said, and then had a kid with Rob Kardashian. From what I saw though, I think she had a TV show as well by herself and with Rob Kardashian, but I, I never watched her shows because I didn't subscribe to that lifestyle. I didn't subscribe to that imagery. So I never like, and she just came off as like ghetto to be completely transparent. It just, that type of imagery just comes off as ghetto. And that's what black China was giving me ghetto. Um, it's a certain type of woman that has the body type that she has. You know, it's the typical rapper chick, 
typical rapper baby mama, that's the type of imagery that I was associating with Black China. However, there have been some developments over the past month or so, and I don't know if y'all have heard or not, but I've been hearing it on the little gossip sites that I follow, and she has been transforming, you know? Oh, I forgot to mention she had OnlyFans, and um, I would see videos of her, like, her and her mom going at it online, and they just, shoo, child, just the ghetto, just the ghetto. That's all I got to say. And then there was that video that I saw of her. I think she was at Disney World or something. And maybe somebody got too close to her baby, which I understand. I understand. Somebody got too close to her baby and she was like about to fight and she was throwing baby strollers at people. So, you know, all of this in my mind is ratchet behavior. Call it what it is. It's ratchet behavior. And I don't relate to that. I don't want to be a part of that. So... Black China was not somebody, she was not somebody that I would follow. She's probably still not somebody that I'm going to follow. But from what I've been hearing about her transformation in the news, in the media, it's not the news, it's in the media, is she's been changing her life. She's been turning things around. So she got baptized. She got her lip fillers and her cheek fillers dissolved. She got a butt and breast reduction She's been getting some tattoos removed. She deleted her OnlyFans, which has made her millions of dollars. So she should be good. If she manages her money properly, she should be good for a very long time. And then like, so I I think I read um, ET Entertainment Tonight. There was an article on there. And like I said, some of the gossip pages that I follow, they've been talking about her as well. And basically she's saying that she does not want to associate with that imagery anymore And she's realizing that the kind of lifestyle she was living is not sustainable. At least that's what she had to say in regard to OnlyFans. It's not an imagery that she wants to associate with anymore. And that kind of lifestyle is not sustainable. And it doesn't look good down the line. And she wants to be a good example to her kids. And she wants to be around for a long time to be here for her kids. And did I mention she got baptized as well? It's amazing. It's it's amazing. And so, and sh- I've, I've heard that she's even moving away from the name Black China and she's going to her real name, which is Angela White. And hearing all of these things, having judged her in the way that I judged her, I love this for her. And it's really cool to see that she feels the need to want to transform david's world 1898 said side note i didn't know china had a master's i didn't know she had a master's degree either do you know what she has a master's in because that's news to me so she's actually smart as hell like girl what what why did you why did you get into the strip club i I can't talk because i have stripped before it's for the money that's why Living in Atlanta, it's not a big deal being a stripper. Every girl, most most women at some point have probably danced in a club, if not done something strange for the change. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's not a big deal. It was for the money. But dang, she had a master's? How did she get involved with the rap, with the rap culture then? You know what I mean? And maybe her mom wasn't so bad. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know nothing about uh, uh, psychology. Okay, David's World 1898 says she has a master's in psychology 
and she just had a doctorate, a doctorate in theology. Oh, so she's been studying that for a while. So it makes sense that she got baptized. Studying theology. That's um, the study of what? Christian Christianity? Or is that just the study of religion? Let me get the definition. Definition. Reset my timer. Theology. The study of the nature of God and religious belief. Religious beliefs and theory when systematically developed. Okay. Has to do with God. Okay. And David's World 1898 says all religion basically. Wow. So, okay. Um, Wody Boy's film said her mom was a stripper too. I didn't know that. So that's, it's even more acceptable. Yeah. I don't know where she live at, but in Atlanta, it's not a big deal when a woman tells you she's a stripper or she has danced before. So, okay. Me judging the way that I've judged black China over the years to see her come out and suddenly undergo this transformation and want to turn her life around. I saw a lot of people in comment sections who were like, is this for real or is this for clout? Just like with the hot take, right? Is this for real or is this for clout? Is she doing this to promote something? Is she doing this because all of her whole ways have not panned out for her? You know, like people are just saying really mean things, right? For me, like I said, the way I was judging her to see her come through this transformation, I, I also had those same questions. I had those same questions as well. Like, is this genuine or like, you know, what's, what's her angle? Cause you just never know what people are doing things for, like why they're doing these things. But then I thought to myself, you know what, if she, if she wants to be looking more like herself, her natural self, and she's getting to a place where she's going to love her natural self and she is getting rid of the body enhancements because as a woman having a daughter, I don't have any kids yet, but as a woman having a daughter, I would not want to have all of the body work done because what that communicates to my daughter is I never felt good enough. So I had to change, physically change so much about myself going under like y'all, you do realize how crazy it is to go under the knife to get a non-life threat, to get a non-life, um, what's the term that I'm looking for? There's no medical reasoning behind it, right? To get cosmetic surgery. You're not fixing any life-threatening issues. You're not, you know, it's, it's nothing to do with your health, right? It's completely voluntary for you to go under the knife. Do you know how unnatural it is to do that just because you want to look better? And so I worry about the kind of messaging that that communicates to young girls when they see the women who were built like China or they see the women who were built like, gosh, who else? Like Kim Kardashian when she had her fake body in and just the whole BBL Instagram model, Instagram influencer look. There's a whole starter pack, okay? Y'all know the look I'm talking about. The big booty, the small waist, the big chest, the lace front, the baby hairs, the crazy swoops in the baby hairs. Like there's a certain look but if I had daughters, like I would never want to show them that I'm falling into those trends because they're going to grow up also thinking that, oh, I'm not good enough how I am. I'm not good enough how I came. Now, there's a difference in going to the gym and working out and eating right and taking care of yourself 
and going under the knife. There's a huge difference. You can dislike something about yourself, but try to do things naturally to enhance how you look. But when you go under the knife, that's a whole different thing, right? So all of that to say, uh, hey friend, happy Easter. Happy Easter, Maurice Beats. I feel you, I don't even like that. And, and I hear that most men don't even like that. Yet somehow, these are the women that would get all the attention. Women who are built like China, you know? So yeah, I questioned with, was it authentic? Was it real or was it just for clout? But then I thought about it like, you know what? She's doing a great thing and she does look happier. She looks more rejuvenated. Like she looks like she's more full of life and she looks like she's having a better time and enjoying her time more. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's great for her. And I love this for her. I love this transformation for her. And she, just like the the underlying theme of this, right? It's okay to change your mind about something. When you are changing your mind about something, the reason why your mind is changing is because you're constantly learning, you're constantly healing, you're constantly exposing yourself to new things. And when you get new information, you are processing how this affects you and you're making decisions about how you want to move forward based off of this new information that you have. If you never change your mind about anything, it's because you're not growing. And if you're not growing, you are staying in the same position. And if you're staying in the same position, you need to get away from me because I don't want no stagnant energy around me, you know? So yeah, hearing about these changes from Black China, I'm very happy for her. And I love that. And it's, it's a part of the rebranding. Like I'm saying, like she has been doing some work. Oh, David's world says something earlier. Um, David's world, 1898 said the degrees shocked me, but I need to stop judging a book by the cover. I owe her an apology. And you know what? I owe her an apology too. Well, actually, no, we don't. We don't. Um, well actually maybe we do if she's had these degrees the entire time. If she's had these degrees the entire time, then maybe we do owe her an apology. But it's it's also okay, right, to have judged someone based off of how they were before. Just make sure when they are doing better that we also treat them better and speak better about them. So we can't hold that person's past against them. That's what we need to be mindful of, right? We can't hold their past against them especially when we see that they're trying to do better and they're trying to move forward in a positive way. So I think we don't necessarily owe an apology. We just need to make sure that as we see people growing, we are also growing and treating them according to their new version, not according to how they used to be. Cookies Water says, I feel like girls are paying attention more than men. Yeah, girls do pay attention more than men. Because I hear a lot of men say that they don't even like that aesthetic. But so to the underlying theme of, you know, it's okay to change your mind. I'm happy for Black China. And because of the changes I've been seeing her make and because of the reasoning behind the changes, as far as like wanting to do better for her kids and be a better example now I might actually start paying attention to her more. So the same thing with Chloe Bailey, right? Because I know how talented she, she, because I know how talented she is and because 
she's actually making like her project is actually good it's not the most amazing thing in the world right but it is a good project now i'm more likely to follow what chloe bailey is doing and i'm more likely to be like oh what is she up to i'm paying attention more because i like the direction that i see same thing with black china I never really follow what she was doing before. I'm probably not going to follow her anymore, but I can respect her more and I can feel better about supporting what she does or being excited about things that she's a part of because I support how she is choosing to change and how she is choosing to grow moving forward. So yeah. And then the last woman that I want to, the last woman I want to talk about is Megan Thee Stallion. So before the whole Tory Lane situation, um, before the whole Tory Lane situation, right? Megan Thee Stallion, I was never really like overly hyped about her music the way that a lot of other people were. She was cool when she first came out and everybody was really excited and that's great. Um, for me, I was excited initially but then the music was always only about partying and sex and drinking and hot girl this, hot girl that, which that's her thing. That's what got her on, right? For me, I wanted to see more of an evolution and I wanted to hear more of her story, who she is. I wanted to hear that through the music. All of the mainstream stuff that she came out with, none of that was telling me anything about her. It was just sex and spend his money and twerking driving the boat drinking being a party girl basically right so uh, Megan Thee Stallion is another person that I see her and I know things about her but she's not somebody that I would consider myself a fan of right I wouldn't consider myself a fan of Black China. I would consider myself a fan of Chloe Bailey, but Megan Thee Stallion was not somebody that I consider myself a fan of because again, same thing with Black China. Certain things that Megan Thee Stallion was doing, I like. I don't. I don't align with. I didn't align with, and it didn't relate to me. It wasn't my thing, you know. It's something that it's a lifestyle that I didn't subscribe to, so I wasn't interested in following what she was doing so you know her imagery was party girl let's drive the boat let's twerk let's spend his money um all of that kind of imagery she became very quiet and i think i think she had to reflect on a lot of things once the whole tory lane situation happened right so for those who didn't know basically the Tory Lane situation she is involved with Tory Lane's in a intimate way she's at a party with her then best friend Kelsey everyone's drinking they get into an argument and somehow Megan ends up shot and there's just so much behind that story right like for a while people were talking about how Megan drinks too much and there were even videos surfacing of her trying to get people to drink you know she got a bottle in her hand she's driving the boat she's pouring shots down people's mouth that's her thing that's what she does she's party girl I remember a video actually of um her trying to drive the boat with Chloe Bailey 
And Chloe Bailey was like, no, no, thank you. And she was like, B word drink, like drink, bitch. You know what I'm saying? And Chloe was like, no, no, thank you. And I remember seeing comments under that video where people were like, you know, not everybody wants to be an alcoholic like Megan. <laughs> and that, that made me laugh, but that's what Megan became known for. And so when the Tory Lane situation happened, it kind of felt like a culmination of her drinking habits. Let me make sure I'm using culmination properly. The highest or climactic point of something, especially as attained after a long time. Yes, I use that properly. I'm so smart. What up, Josh? You said, ma'am, you got, you got something you want to say? Um, so yeah, I think the Tory Lane situation was a culmination of all of the behaviors she had been showing us. The drinking, the partying, the sex. I think all of those things caught up with her and it made a deadly cocktail, no pun intended, a deadly cocktail for the type of situation that it turned out to be. She's in the situation because her and her best friend are allegedly sleeping with the same man. I don't know. Kelsey would say she's not. Megan would say she's not, but allegedly word on the street is that word on the street is that they were both sleeping with Tori and they were fighting because of it. And then you see, um, and then you see that she becomes more aggressive when she's drunk. So maybe she was mouthing off. Maybe she was agitating the situation, you know, and then all that aggression coming from the little man, uh, Megan gets shot. Megan gets shot. You know, some words are probably thrown around. All of this to say, right? And she's been really silent ever since. So Tory Lanez was found guilty for possession of, I don't know, I think it was unregistered or something. And I, I don't think he's from America. I think he's from Canada. So he probably got his ass deported. Um, but possession of a firearm, negligence, because if someone else fired the weapon, why does someone else have access to your weaponry? And, you know, there were three three counts, basically, um, dealing with that gun charge, that gun possession. So Megan was really quiet after all of that happened, right? Tori's found guilty. She's no longer best friends with Kelsey because Kelsey turned on her. I don't, oh, gosh, that's just, just ugh. that whole situation was just ugly, right? But she's made a comeback. She was silent. I hadn't seen anything online about her. I don't follow her on Instagram, but I hadn't seen anything about her going out to parties or events or going live on Instagram or doing anything like that. But she pops out to, I don't know if it was the Oscars or some other red carpet event. And she has like this mermaid with the, the ruffles coming down past the knees. And it's this huge, big, kinky hair that she has and come to find out it's like her natural hair that she's rocking and she looks good she looks thinner she looks more toned her her waist is more defined you know and she just looks good she looks healthy and I'm seeing the changes in her and she's rocking the natural hair the outfits we've been seeing like whoever her new stylist is she is on point she looks great like I said she lost weight she looks tighter she looks more toned than before because to be very transparent in my opinion she looked heavier because of all the drinking a lot of people don't know like if you party a lot 
all that alcohol goes to your stomach and makes you look fat. And she definitely was not as in shape as she could have been considering how successful she was. I hope nobody thinks that's shade, but she definitely was not in as much shape as she could have been as good a shape as she could have been in my opinion for a fact because she was drinking so much but it seems like she slowed down on that it seems like she slowed down on the drinking she slowed down on being out and partying all the time you know and whatever she's doing now it looks good on her and I like what I'm seeing from her it seems like and she hasn't been doing much but it seems like she's moving smarter in whatever it is that she's doing so now based off of what I'm seeing with that I'm like let me pay attention to Megan the Stallion a little more I think I might start paying attention a little more because like I said same thing with Black China. I was not I didn't agree with the with the lifestyle that was being promoted and the things that were being promoted constantly drinking having sex with multiple men um you know I just don't, I just don't agree with that. And I don't want that for myself. So I don't feed myself that kind of imagery and that kind of messaging. Right. However, now that it seems like she's just being an artist and not doing all that extra and not, I don't know. I don't know what she's doing, but from what we're seeing now publicly, from what we've been seeing the past few months publicly from her, Whatever she's doing, she looks great and she looks more toned. She seems happier or more at peace. Like she seems more sure. There was a lot of insecurity that was happening around that whole court case situation. And a lot of people were coming for her and just saying mean and nasty things about her. Um, Whatever she's doing, something's changed. And I like the change that I'm seeing. So I wasn't really a fan of her stuff. But now seeing the change, whatever it is in her, I'm thinking to myself like, hmm, maybe I might start following Megan Thee Stallion a little more. And also because she's from Texas and I want to support somebody from Texas. I'm from Texas. Beyonce is from Texas. And yeah, I, I think I want to, it depends on what her next single is going to sound like. If it's more of the WAP. If it's more, you know, twerking and driving the boat type music, I'm so done hearing that from her. My grief with Megan Thee Stallion was that I wasn't hearing any growth, any evolution. And she had been out for a little minute and still giving us WAP and spinning, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, it was just turning me off because I wasn't seeing any, any growth from her. And maybe that's a label issue. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they're keeping her in a certain imagery, but it was, mm, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, GCR radio says some of the things you said about Chloe, you have done also. I feel like you went through a stage where you started doing music way under your level to conform for a true fan. That was hard to watch. Ooh, ooh, I feel that. I feel that. Mm, I'm glad you put it like that. I feel that. And that's a real, that is real what you just said. For sure, for me, with I would say that my rap music is the most mediocre stuff that I've ever done. Um, That's the most mediocre music I've ever done. In my, there's no thought that was put into that. That was me literally seeing like, okay, what's the hype around all of these rappers 
let me see if I can cash in on some of that. And it worked, but uh, it's I wouldn't call myself a rapper and that's not the kind of music that I wanna make because it's mindless music and it's not, even though the music, the rap music that I did is not like murder kill music and it's not, oh, whose P word is wetter, whose P word is fatter, you know what I'm saying? Even though my rap still has a message to it, it's not, you know, it's not really me. It's not, it's not the best that I could give. Ooh, so that was real. That was real what you just said. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So all of this to say, cause we're about to close it up. All of this to say that I've seen the journey that these women are going through. And some of them, I don't, I didn't rock with back then, but because of the changes that I'm seeing, And because of the new information that I'm getting, I'm deciding in my mind, like maybe I will start to support these women or maybe I will pay closer attention, you know, or maybe I will respect them more because of the growth that I'm seeing. A lot of people might think that I am harsh or being a hater. A lot of people will misconstrue harshness and being a hater just because you don't want to support or enable somebody on, on BS. You know, a lot of people will call you a hater for not supporting BS. A lot of people will call you a hater for not fitting in with what the new trend is. Or they'll say that, you know, let people live, let them do what they want to do. But the way that we influence the culture is by what we choose to support and by what we choose to give our attention to. So the common theme of this whole Lex chat today was, you know, rebranding people have the right to rebrand and change their imagery. And people also have the right to take in new information and change their opinions based on the new information that they have. And my examples that I gave y'all, the main examples were Chloe Bailey, Black China, and Megan Thee Stallion. All of them have done things that I didn't agree with or that I couldn't rock with. I don't subscribe to that kind of lifestyle, but certain changes that I'm seeing, the talent that I'm seeing is making me more inclined to want to support because there's more of a positive change that I'm seeing from these women, you know? So I hope that y'all enjoyed the Lex chat today. And if you are an artist, you're a creative listening to this, then the message that I want you to take away from today is that it is okay to rebrand and it's okay to change your mind about things. Take heed from the examples that you're being fed in today's climate, in today's creative and professional climate, and apply it to yourself. Be mindful of the things that you're putting into your system, whether that's food, but especially with the kind of content you are absorbing from these people. Be careful. If you like what you see, then do more of it. If you don't like it, do less of it and figure out how you can be better. But There's always opportunity for rebranding. And I hope that by the way I was describing my changing opinions of these women, I hope you have a better understanding of how other people may see you as an artist and as a creative. And especially what Game Changers Radio said, like for me, um, doing music that was way under my level to conform. Um be mindful that how you change 
is going to determine how people interact with you and whether or not people will decide to rock with you or kind of step away from what you're doing, you know? So I hope that you enjoyed today's Lex chat. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope it inspired you to think more about the topic for yourself and how you can apply some of the things we talked about. You can catch these chats live on Instagram at LexiATL. That's at L-E-X-C-A-T-L to be part of the live conversation. Or you can catch the replays on Mondays at 8 a.m. on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Wherever you're watching or listening, please like, subscribe, follow, and engage with the content by leaving comments and reviews. If you'd like to go the extra mile in supporting me, then please consider becoming a patron of mine by going to patreon.com slash LexiATL, where you can make a a monthly pledge. Every bit of support truly does help me to be able to create more valuable content for you. I want to give a last shout out, another shout out, but at the end of the episode, um, episode, episode, that's such a weird word. Heia wir Deutsch. Gesprochen. I don't speak. No sprechen. No sprechen the Deutsch. No sprechen. So sorry. Um. So yeah, thank you to my patrons, Mr. Flat Shoals and Alton Thomas. Thank y'all for being patrons. Y'all got the information for how to become a patron. Uh, and remember that I will be performing for the Down and Dirty Artist Showcase, which is Wednesday, May 10th, 2023 at eight o'clock. That's at 901 Donald Lee Hollowell in Atlanta, Georgia, zip code 30318. I'll be performing a few songs. And uh, if you want ticket information, please go to my website, www.lexiatl.com. That's www.lexiatl.com for ticket information. Make sure you click on the link that says Lexi next to it. Um, early bird tickets are 25. I think after that it goes up to 35, but stay tuned to my, um, stay glued in and locked into my website to get the ticket information. All right. And then lastly, I want to mention again that we are doing trivia and giveaway in commemoration of my album that's coming out, which is being produced by Maurice Beats. Okay. So starting Monday, April 10th and going through May, Each day, Monday through Friday, I will be asking trivia questions about my upcoming album on my Instagram stories. The first person to send me the correct answer will win $5 for the day. That means if you're the first person to answer correctly, you could win $25 each week. That means you could win up to $100 over the next month. And I'm sure we could all use a little extra cash, right? So here's how you play. Stay tuned in, stay locked in to my Instagram stories at LexiATL. That's at L-E-X-C-A-T-L. The answers for every question can be found on my Instagram page at LexiATL, on my website, www.lexiatl.com, or in the weekly email newsletters, which you can sign up for by going to my website. And there's going to be a little pop-up asking you if you want to subscribe to my email list. Okay. I've put out press articles about the songs from the album. You read the articles to find the answers. If you're the first person to answer my question correctly, then I will send your prize money through cash app. So good luck to everyone who's going to be participating. 
I don't know what time I will be announcing the giveaways each day, like when I'll be posting the stories. You just got to be the lucky one who answers it correctly first. Okay. So thank you so much for tuning in to Lex Chat today. My name is Lexi. Until next time, peace. Asking why, asking why it had to be. So you cry.